Hello everyone, my name is Jan Palicka and I'm a journalist working for the Czech news server Info.cz. Together with EIT Urban Mobility, we proudly bring you the second episode of our Urban Mobility podcast. In the first episode, that I can only recommend for you to listen if you haven't already done so, we talked about what is the EIT Urban Mobility, what does the EIT Urban Mobility Innovation Hub Ease do, and last but not least, we talked to some of the CEOs of various startup companies about their projects and how does their cooperation with the EIT Urban Mobility works and benefits their activities. As mentioned in the prior episode, the EIT Urban Mobility community focuses on cooperation among the cities and metropolitan regions, industry partners, and research centers and universities. And today, we will discuss the contribution of these research centers and academic institutions, and particularly the cooperation within innovation projects. First things first, what exactly are these innovation projects? These are common efforts of different consortiums who are working together on bringing state-of-the-art projects that have a potential to grow up in the scalable products of services that will enhance the quality of living in our cities and metropolitan areas by various innovative methods of lowering noise, lowering greenhouse gas productions, or by reducing the overly excessive preoccupancy of the urban transport by personal cars or parking spaces for them. It is my pleasure to welcome our first guest speaker today, the director of EIT Urban Mobility Innovation Hub East, Mr. Trajan Urban, who you already knew from the first episode, and who will today tell us more about the involvement of research and academic institutions in the EIT Urban Mobility. Mr. Urban, thank you for connecting with us again. Hi, Jan. Thank you for inviting me to join your podcast today. Uh, as you already mentioned, research and academic institutions are the essential part of our community. They are closely collaborating with cities, SMEs and industry on new technologies and business models improving and transforming our cities. Uh, basically, I would say the main reason is that uh, the world cities are changing. Today's urban planners and transport engineers face a range of challenges and are needed to take advantage of such transformation to help create urban environment that consume fewer resources, contribute less to climate change and support more livable neighborhoods. Uh, in EIT Urban Mobility, uh, we have one of the main uh, strategic objectives uh, to reduce the knowledge gap. So in that sense, Academy plays uh, an essential role in this process with our master program school, a doctoral training network, and we also are providing a diverse portfolio of uh, courses for working professionals. How many universities and research centers are there if we would speak generally in terms of participating with the EIT Urban Mobility community? The, the numbers are changing uh, constantly because uh, uh, we are receiving uh, new partners and uh, new institutions which are joining our platforms. But currently in total we have 19 universities and 16 research centers in our community from Netherlands to Greece, from Scandinavia to Spain. And which one of those you would label as the most important ones for the EIT Urban Mobility Innovation Hub East that you are ahead of? Uh, I, I don't want to speak about the, the most important, but uh, yeah, of course we are very proud that we can work very closely with uh, with some of them in our East Hub. And uh, for us uh, and also for the sessions are very important uh, Technical University of Braunschweig, Czech Technical University from Prague and Technical University from Israel. Right. Thank you for your answers.
In the year 2021, EIT Urban Mobility, together with its KIC partners, including the Academy and Research Partners, have defined nine individual challenge areas that the European cities are facing as the most actual topics. And from these challenge areas, the EIT Urban Mobility Partners have selected the top four of them to focus on specifically in the year 2022 for the innovation projects. Those four most important challenges are active mobility, sustainable city logistics, future mobility and energy in urban mobility. Let's talk about each one of those with Mr. Tryon Urban again. Exactly. I see that you are very, very informed. So let me let me introduce very briefly all challenge areas uh, we are focusing on. The first one, the active mobility, uh, it's basically referring to systematic physical activity undertaken as a mode of transport. It includes travel by food, bicycle and another vehicles uh, which require physical effort to get moving. Of course, it doesn't include similar activity that is undertaken uh, undertaken for recreation purposes. Uh, there are both individual and public health benefits of active mobility, uh, primarily through the direct impact of physical activity, but also indirectly through reduced air and noise pollutions if active mobility modes increase due to a shift from non-active modes. All right. And if we would move to the second one, which is the sustainable city logistics, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, very, very actual now in the in the time of COVID crisis. When we see the rise of uh, deliveries and freight transport high increase, uh, freight transport is crucial to the optimal running of a city, not only about last, last mile goods and food delivery, but also delivery of building materials to constructions, delivery to domestic and commercial waste disposals. With Without uh, free transport, our cities would be in huge problems. Uh, city logistics is a term used to describe generally the, the, the running uh, of free transport in urban areas. Of course, this transport causes problems in terms of negative impact for air and noise pollutions, as was mentioned, emissions, uh, blocking areas of public realm and being involved in a large number of collisions. All right. And everybody's talking about the future. And how would you describe the future of mobility as mentioned in mm -hmm. one of those four problems? Yeah, basically, basically uh, new services and disruptive technologies, uh, technologies with potential to reshape the way in which we live and how we move. Um, we already see the innovation uh, that that innovation is digitalization. Technologies such as artificial intelligence, blockchain, and 5G will shape or reshape all the sectors and fields. And in the field of mobility, these innovative technologies enable the creation and adoption of new services such as shared micromobility, uh, autonomous driving, uh, urban air mobility, uh, incorporation of drones, etc. So uh, there are several several of these uh, these options. And of course, a major topic worldwide is energy and the shift to more greener energy. How does that affect the field of urban mobility? Yeah, very, very important one. Uh, the transport sector in Europe, uh, if we are looking on the numbers, it's over 90% fossil fuel dependent. It's crucial that we change this to decarbonize our transport system and increase energy independence. Uh, there is, uh, in my opinion, no single fuel type that can easily replace the diesel and petrol, which is mostly used in vehicles today. But a range of different fuels and propulsion techniques 
can be used depending on the transport requirement. Um, for example, electric vehicles are in the principle very apt for use in urban zones due to zero tile pipe emissions, lower noise emissions, and higher energy efficiency at lower speeds. Uh, to solve this uh, very high dependency uh, with cleaner solutions, uh, it, requi it uh, requires new technologies and, and of course new, new plannings. Thank you once again and good luck with your activities. We'll be looking forward to hearing from you again soon. Thank you very much. From what we've heard from Trajan Urban, we've got a general idea about how does the EIT Urban Mobility cooperates with research institutions and universities. All of the aforementioned selected challenge areas are very interesting topics where development in cities will certainly be shifted and we can be sure that this will not happen without the contribution of scientists and researchers who have the knowledge and capacity to research that will help us to innovate and improve our urban environment and transport. How might this much needed changes happen? Let's ask the researchers themselves. For this episode, we've asked representatives of two universities participating in the collaboration with EIT Urban Mobility to share their views. First such institution that has a strong position in transportation research is the NFF, which stands for Niedersächsisches Forschungszentrum Fahrzeugtechnik, and for those of you not familiar with the German, it's Automotive Research Center of Lower Saxony at the Technical University in Braunschweig. And we have not one, but three guest speakers involved in the research. I'd like to introduce to you our first guest from the universities who are participating in cooperation with the EIT Urban Mobility. It's Mr. Adrian Sonka from the Technical University in Braunschweig. Adrian, thank you for connecting with us. Yes, thank you very much for having me. Firstly, I would like to introduce you to the public. So can you please describe what is your role in the research project and in the cooperation with EIT Urban Mobility? Yes, so um, I'm um, basically a postdoctoral researcher at the TU Braunschweig uh, in Germany. Um, but on the other hand, um, my main role within EIT Urban Mobility is that I'm a managing director of the NFF um, within the project. Um, the NFF is a German um, abbreviation for Mobility Research Center. Um, in Lower Saxony in Braunschweig, which is also a part of the TU Braunschweig. Um, and we are doing basically all kinds of um, research uh, or covering all, all kinds of research topics within mobility. So from, from autonomous mobility over service design, over um, future mobility concepts, um, electromobility. Um, and uh, this, is, this is our main, uh, main part or, or main research role here. Okay. Um, yeah. How exactly does the cooperation with the Technical University in Braunschweig and the EIT Urban Mobility as a European institution work? So our listeners can imagine what exactly does the cooperation mean? Yes. So um, mainly we are, um, so to say, core partners since day one. So um, basically uh, we were also founding partners within the EIT Urban Mobility. So um, uh, within the project sin since uh, 2019. Um, and um, that means we are engaging in different kinds of project um, um, within EIT or mobility. And I think um, it brings uh, with it great, great benefits. So um, I think the, the um, aspects are that there is a very fruitful uh, and large partner network to, to profit from. Um, we have a high outreach um, within within EIT or mobility, so that we can demonstrate our um, our research uh, solutions across uh, different cities in Europe. Um, we we can directly um, target the demands of the citizens within those cities 
and um, of course um, EITM Mobility, which is characterized by by the management um, team, which is um, supporting perfectly, so that we have a consultation within different projects uh, and um, different areas. So content-wise, for example, the marketing um, is a is a great support there, and um, organization-wise. And um, I think um, our our evolution, so from from the beginning to now, um, after an um, initial learning phase, I think um, the processes have gotten uh, better and better. And um, now it's a very good running uh, collaboration. Perfect. And do you know, in general, how many projects have there been so far that you've worked mm -hmm. in this collaboration with EIT Urban Mobility? Yeah, um, so far we were participating um, in seven projects, so um, over the years 2019 up to now, um, which are mainly located in the domains of Innovation and Academy. Perfect. And so now we'll move to your colleagues who will describe two of the seven projects that you've just mentioned. And Adrian, thank you once again for connecting with us. And I wish you good luck in your research and in your work. And hopefully it'll bring all the best to moving our cities into more modern and sustainable places for living. Okay, thank you very much. Our second guest that connected with us today from the Technical University in Braunschweig is Mrs. Sylvia Tal, who's a project leader of the project pitch called Urban Smart Park. Hello, Mrs. Tal. Thank you for connecting. Hello. Good to be here. I'd like to ask you, what exactly is the Urban Smart Park project? What it focuses on? Well, uh, the project Urban Smart Park is motivated by the parking process of today. And I think, um, or I guess many of you know it uh, or make the experience every day. If you think about parking in the urban environment, it's it's time consuming. Um, it emits emissions and congestions. We have a parked vehicle which occupies a valuable urban space. And the goal of Urban Smart Park is to develop and pilot demonstrate the automated on-street valet parking and to design now new innovative parking related services, which are being now enabled through the automated um, parking. Perfect. And how does the cooperation on this project works with the EIT Urban Mobility? Well, the EIT Urban Mobility is uh, was our funding authority for the project. And I would say um, the EIT Urban Mobility has inspired us to not only think from the technical perspective, so that's what we normally do when, when we are at our Institute of Automotive Engineering, but now for Urban Smart Park, we focused on the needs and requirements of the, of the city and of the citizens. Um, of the cities and we had in our project the city of Hamburg and the city of Helmut in our project consortium. Okay and in which phase is the project currently on? Have you already tried implementing it into use in the cities or is it still a theoretical kind of thing? Well the, the official end of the project was in December 2020 so it was a project of the business plan 2020 so all, all the results um, are, are finished by today And I would say we had we have three main outputs. The one were um, customer studies we conducted in Germany, the Czech Republic, and the Netherlands. We had some um, customer acceptance evaluation for automated parking, and the last very important um, output was um, the implementation and pilot demonstration of the automated on-street valet parking in Hamburg, uh, which we did in December. And here we had very high outreach um, and a lot of public attention for the for the live demonstration event. Thank you so much. I hope the project will help to help all of us, as you said, that experience the all the malarkies with the urban parking. And I wish you good luck in your future projects. Thank you. 
We also have a third guest from the Technical University in Braunschweig in Germany, and that's Professor David Voisetschlager, and he's been the uh, leader of the project Anti-Trash, if I'm correct. Th Hello, Mr. Voisetschlager, thank you for connecting as well. Hello, thank you for having us. Yeah, Anti-Trash um, is um, it's a nice project that we have since the last year and it develops and implements an AI-based uh, detection system for smart trash detection order, that means bad smell and damage prevention in, sm in smart mobility. And our particular focus is on transport, that means buses, trams, trains, and also shared mobility, um, like car sharing, for instance. We also test new materials and also test whether um, the system because it observes people, um, is really accepted by, by customers and finally improves their um, perceived quality of the ride. Mm -hmm. And does the cooperation with EIT Urban Mobility work in the same way as it did with the previous project I've talked with your colleague Sylvia Tal in Urban Smart Park, or there's been differences in this project anti-trash? Well, I would say, big, uh, of course, as a research institution, funding is always important, right? But um, first and most importantly for us, the EIT Urban Mobility um, um, pr represents for us a great network of like-minded people, which um, which finally uh, gave us access to this network and to get to know these people and um, and be uh, able to um, to build up this uh, great, um, exciting group that works together. So I think um, for us, the EIT uh, Urban Mobility is really about um, yeah, building up this network of like-minded people with the ambition to change uh, um, and improve the situation in the urban space. And how many people uh, in general were able to cooperate on the project thanks to this cooperation and thanks to having this network? I would say something about uh, 25 persons in total. So the project improved or gain, uh, gained in size um, in, in this year, in 2021. Three more institutions joined. And of course, I also need to point out that the project itself is led by um, the University of Alto, um, by uh, Kari Tami, the professor and head of mechatronics group there. And um, so several research institutions, uh, companies, and uh, also cities are part of this project. And... In which stage is the anti-trash project? Has it already been finished in the last year as well as the urban smart park or is it still running and there's still research being conducted? Well, actually, we are in the second year, so um, but we already um, were able to uh, first test the algorithm um, and uh, demos of the trash detection unit. And we have already uh, in last year, we have uh, a pilot installation at the Hochbahn in Hamburg. Uh, where the system was installed in a train and also in buses at Icarus in Hungary. And for this year, we plan several new installations in the area of Budapest and uh, Barcelona. And uh, also in this year, um, SEAT will introduce a concept car, which features all components of the solution, meaning robust materials, trash and odor detection um, to finally improve the, uh, yeah, the, the system. Hmm? So hopefully we'll make it very soon that uh, this solution will be implemented in a wider way because I think that everyone expected the bad orders in the cities and in public transport definitely wants to get rid of that and have it solved in the future. Thank you for connecting and good yeah. luck with your research. Thanks. We have already mentioned multiple times that there are not only European countries working together within the EIT urban mobility community, but one of the members is also Israel, where we can find a prestigious university called Israel Institute of Technology that's also known by its name Technion. And that's where our next guest is from. Without further ado, let's connect with him and hear what he's got to say. 
I'd like to welcome our next guest, who's uh, Mr. Ofer Lerner, urban planner from Technion, the Israel Institute of Technology. Mr. Lerner, welcome to the Urban Mobility Podcast. Thank you, Jan, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to have you. I would like to ask you, how does the cooperation of an Israeli university work with the EIT Urban Mobility as an European institution? Uh, Israel is an associate uh, partner uh, country in the European uh, Union and the European Commission. And uh, based on this, the Technion is involved in multiple uh, European projects uh, under the scope of Horizon. Uh, um, the Technion is, is a member of a few EIT, EIT uh, consortium, EIT Health, uh, EIT Food, uh, as well as EIT Urban Mobility. Uh, and under the scope of EIT Urban Mobility, we're involved in, uh, or at least been involved in, in numerous projects. Mm -hmm. uh, can you please shortly describe some of the projects that the Technion University has collaborated on with the EIT Urban Mobility? Uh, I can give you a few examples. For example, uh, Shell Moore. Uh, it was a project uh, with, uh, that Technion collaborated with uh, partners from Denmark and, and Germany, uh, as well as uh, from Israel, uh, to increase the use of uh, 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 car sharing within cities. Uh, and we uh, ask how to uh, personalize incentives for the use of car sharing mm -hmm. in multiple settings. Uh, in a different project called the uh, Transportation Innovation Ecosystem, TAE, in collaboration with colleagues from the Republic, Hungary, and Germany, uh, we ask uh, what are the framework conditions of uh, transportation ecosystem in uh, cities and how this uh, ecosystem can be improved based on uh, the specificity of the city, mm -hmm. the condition of the city. Today we see many times that uh, there are like kind of like universe, universal solution to mobility issue. However, without understanding the context of place, it will be uh, very difficult to promote innovation. Mm -hmm. Innovation, not only the startup that we are developing, but it's uh, we are uh, including under the scope of innovation also questions like innovative public policies. Uh, this is a second uh, project. The third project is by Klonger that uh, asks about uh, um, uh, how to, to, to increase the use of a bicycle for commuting for long distances and how to cope with the challenges that e-bikes are uh, posing on cities in order to uh, change the, 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 the transportation model split into a more sustainable one. And we have, we're involved in, in multiple other projects. Mm -hmm. uh, as I know from talking to you prior to this interview, you've also been working together with Professor Amnon Frankel from Technion University, who's co-author of the book Technion Nation. And uh, Israel itself is labeled as the startup nation. And in the first episode of our podcast, we've also discussed how this uh, helps uh, the European cities and European communities. I'd like to ask from the opposite point of view, is there something that Israel and the Technion University can benefit from the cooperation with the European institutions and the European cities and European startups? Yeah, sure. It's like... Uh, <laughs> collaboration is, is the foundation of... Uh, generating innovative ideas. 
know, even if we're, especially uh, when we're coming from, from a place that it's kind of isolated geographically and uh, um, collaborating with partners doesn't mean whether it's like research institutions, cities, industry, uh, always uh, question our assumption and uh, nurture this mutual uh, creation, co-creation of, of ideas uh, that uh, is based on the experience of, of other colleagues. Uh, I don't believe that uh, innovation uh, can be created in vacuum. And this is like the, the from my point of view, the most the more beneficial uh, aspect of, of being involved in the IT urban mobility. Mm. And if I ask some kind of a question that uh, would be like looking into the future, where do you see the cities, both in Israel and Europe, and generally speaking, all around the world? How would they look like in, let's say, five to ten years? What will change from the time that we know now? <laughs> it is not an easy question. What, or it, it's a very difficult, you know, what, it depends how... Um, decision maker, uh, professionals, and the public, uh, or what they will, how, um, I'll answer it in a different way. It might be very similar to today. Mm -hmm. No, one of the scenarios is business as, as usual. You know, we're talking about uh, uh, pollution reduction, etc. But we see in many places that you know the the, the, the data is mm -hmm. is not as good. We're not moving as fast towards this direction, and uh, uh, moving into sustainable energy is actually uh, working together with um, uh, increasing uh, the economic gaps within the country. But on the other hand, I think that if we work together, we can create a much better future. If we'll be able to, and you know, the pandemic taught us that we must implement much faster all the ideas that, for example, in urban planning, we thought about in the past. We must create a much more sustainable city. We must um, uh, uh, create a mixed zoning and mixed income neighborhood. We must change the way we commute. We must uh, think about the resources. We must create uh, uh, good public spaces because we all suffered in the last year uh, due to the uh, insufficient uh, qualities of the public spaces. So the question is, we can have a better future. The question is whether we'll come together to create this future because we have the method. We have uh, the know-how how to do it. The question, are we willing to, uh, to move forward to, to this more optimistic scenario? Okay, let's hope that all things will work out and we'll see the optimistic future that you just foreshadowed. Thank you for connecting with us and good luck with all your projects and your researches. Thank you so much.
Today, we've talked with a few people out of many who work every day on bringing us closer to bringing the visions of modern cities and transportation to life. I believe that from their words, we've gotten an idea how this goal is being achieved step by step. Once again, thanks to all the guests in this episode of our Urban Mobility Podcast, and thank you, our listeners, for being here with us. Stay tuned for the next episode, and until then, take care, stay safe, and stay mobile.